Before Shopify, were you wondering, where my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen. Entertaining. Never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12. Informative. You call people out no matter what they are and you hold them accountable. That's the Mark K Show. The first hour of the Mark K Show starts now. All right, so this is the here's the here's the explanation I give to my kids. So the dog needs to go to the bathroom, and the dog goes to the door and starts like scratching at the door, and boy, I gotta go. And then the dog starts whining, and you just you're on the phone and you ignore the dog. You're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. and you're talking on the phone, and the dog's starting to really feel the pressure. He's like, and he starts scratching on the door even more and, go, arr, arr, and you walk away and you go to the other room and you ignore the dog over and over and over again eventually eventually you know what's going to happen that dog is just going to crap all over your house and in a nutshell that's basically what we see going on in washington dc and what we saw going on in washington dc uh yesterday what's up everybody this is the marque show my name is marque 855-765-1045 now when we left yesterday when, when we last joined uh the crusade in washington dc we left yesterday at noon and, and president trump was taking the stage in front of the ellipse at the stop the steal rally and he was just beginning to speak he just started speaking he uh we we took the show we took the entire thing live for about 30 45 minutes um, the whole thing went about an hour during his speech, which we don't have clips of, but we'll get them for you. Uh, during his speech, he, he continued to talk about, uh, you know, the, the stopping the steal and the theft and the problems in Pennsylvania and the problems in all these other states and how there were Congress people and senators who vowed, who vowed to fight all of these issues um, that went on in the election. And he said, we have, you know, don't you don't you give up either. You cannot let people do what happened in these uh, in these states. You can't let them take, um, the, you know, the electoral process and and just destroy or rip up or ignore what the Constitution says about it and make their own rules. And he talked about some of the people that were involved. And he said, look, after this, you need to go to the Capitol and peacefully, he did mention, uh, let these people hear you. You need to make sure that you go down to the Capitol building and you need to peacefully uh, remind these people that you will be heard. That's the reason we're there. Um, that's the reason we're here today. So like thousands, hundreds of thousands of these Trump supporters in Washington, D.C. Uh, started walking toward the Capitol building. And this is where it gets weird. They're standing outside. They have their flags. They have their red hats. They're chanting USA, USA. They're screaming. They're taking photos. They're doing everything that you would think that you would do. And then they start approaching some fencing. They start approaching some barricades. They start to push past the fencing. All of a sudden, hundreds of them are up on the steps of the Capitol building. And the Capitol Police seem to be nowhere around. They seem to be nowhere in sight. Eventually, you start hearing flashbangs and somebody reported hearing a gunshot or what. I don't know, loud noises coming from the other side of the Capitol. And that's, I guess, when windows started to break and some of these rowdies broke into the Capitol building, walking through the halls of Congress, walking through Statuary Hall, walking into the rotunda and eventually breaking their way into the chambers of the House of Representative, uh, Representatives and of the Senate. 
breaking their way in, taking photos, rifling through files, looking to be just kind of, you know, weirdo <laughs> weirdos in the Capitol building. And then the reports of a shooting, one of the Capitol police officers shooting a Trump supporter, a woman taken to the hospital who died. Congress, by the way, evacuated. Mike Pence, the vice president, rushed, rushed out of the Capitol to to uh, to, uh, to a secure location. Every single one of these Congress people and senators going to an office building or the basement or I don't know where they take these people calling into the news networks to tell everyone what's happening. Chaos at the Capitol, they called it. They got to call it insurrection, sedition. Uh, all of a sudden, Donald Trump starts tweeting peace. Go home. Makes a video that's later removed from Twitter, urging peace, telling people we need you to go home and be peaceful. Joe Biden going on stage saying it's sedition, saying it's revolution, saying it's illegal. You have Congress people from from both sides of the aisle accusing each other of fanning the flames of violence and stoking insurrection and sedition and uh, declaring that these people should be expelled and blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. Eventually, when the sun goes down, the riot police come in, the D.C. Metro police, the, pa the Capitol police, they are able to push the crowds back. They clear the Capitol building. Everybody comes back to work. And somewhere around 3.30 in the morning, uh, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris were certified as the next president and vice president of the United States of America. That's where that that's what happened, basically. That's the gist of it. That's the short story. The long story is that in the end, this is an episode that will now be used by both sides to instead this is totally this whole thing will be totally misconstrued to the detriment of this entire country and it's already happening it happened the minute the minute the first the first protester pushed past the first barricade the minute that the hall was breached as soon as that happened both sides went to work spinning their web of lies and deceit to make you believe what you thought you wanted to what they what they wanted you to believe and what's going to happen is the Democrats have already started using this to push back against Trumpism, to push back against the president, to threaten to impeach him once again, to remove him from office via the 25th Amendment. They started calling these Trump supporters thugs and criminals. They started to talk about how the president told them to go down to the Capitol building and do this. They started to, to bring in Republicans, Republicans who were on the fence anyway. Uh, about tallying the votes and objecting to some of these electors in, in Pennsylvania and in Wisconsin and Michigan. They started, they've already started to say this will be Donald Trump's legacy. And because of the people in the news media who will perpetually show these images over and over forever, they are right. The media is writing Donald Trump's legacy. As we speak, and they started yesterday, CNN is writing Donald Trump's legacy, and they're erasing everything that happened the first four years, and they're focusing on yesterday, January the 6th, 2021, when they say that the vandalism and the abhorrent, uh, the, the abhor abhorrent vitriol and anger that, that for the first time since, what, 1812 established itself in our nation's capital, uh, you know, came to a head. They're blaming the president. They're blaming Republicans. They're blaming you. They're blaming me, probably. Fox News, same thing. MSNBC, MSNBC taking a MSNBC uh, morning. Joe totally losing his mind. He's blaming everyone. He's blaming the park police. He's blaming white people. He's blaming President Trump. He started screaming and yelling, cussing 
Uh, we have the clip for you. We'll play it. I mean, we have to bleep it out, but we'll play it for you. People losing their minds. Everybody using this as an as an uh, as a uh, I guess you would say um, the tipping point to push their agenda farther. And because the Democrats control every branch of government and the media, they are getting further. They are getting they are reaping the rewards of what happened yesterday. On the other side, on the flip side, President Trump and Republicans and staunch conservative Republicans like Ted Cruz, like our own Rick Scott, like Matt Gates from Florida, using this as a moment to remind people why it happened in the first place. And that's really that's the question I ask everybody. I ask everybody when they say this is horrible, this is terrible. Could you ever believe that this would happen? I'm going to be honest with you. Yes, I can. I believe as soon as I saw it, I said, well, they're going to storm the Capitol. And sure enough, they did. And when unless you've not been in front of a television or the Internet, unless you don't have a Twitter or a Facebook account and haven't for the past six or seven months, this shouldn't be a shock to anybody because everybody knows what's been happening since Donald Trump, uh, since the election on November 3rd. Everybody knows what's been going on since election night, November 3rd. We've all been watching. We've been waiting for it. And what's happening now is that the Trump supporters and Donald Trump himself have been ignored. They've been scratching at the door and barking, and they've been ignored by the media. They've been ignored by the courts. Unfortunately, they've been ignored by their own elected representatives in Congress, in Senate, in governorships, at the state level, they've been ignored by every single person, every single person that they've tried to take their their cause to and argue they, their case to. We've all seen it happen live. And now they just they just crapped all over the house. Eight, five, five, seven, six, five, one, oh, four, five. We have to take a quick break. We have a lot to get to. There's a lot of different individual uh, sound clips from individuals on the left, on the right in the media, things that will help illustrate, I think, what's going on and what needs to happen. And unfortunately, what I think will happen, which is probably not anything good. Uh, that's on the way, too. We've got some of your phone calls lined up, a ton of open mic messages. And if you want to leave one, it's easy to do. Just download our mobile app. One, oh, four point five WOKV. Quick break. More of the Marque shows coming up. Sorry, we're having technical difficulties. <laughs> it's Antifa. They're taking over the show. Uh, star Star 1045 is our number, 855-765-1045. So yesterday, man, by the way, I saw this meme. I wish we could, I wish there was a better way to share memes on the radio because describing them to you, it kind of loses a lot of the luster. But it was a guy saying, well, we had five pretty good days. Bring on 2022. And I think that's how a lot of people are feeling. Look, now, all of you people that thought, well, 2021's here. 2020 was the worst year ever. Happy New Year. We start again. Uh-uh. It doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. Does, the, uh, the, the craziness of our political um, atmosphere isn't on your, your, you know, your Roman calendar system. It's, uh, it's, on its own, it's on its own timeline. And a lot of people are really, really upset today. Here's the thing. What happened yesterday, by the way, isn't over. And that's the other thing I think a lot. I heard that from a lot of people in the media. Well, it's over now. Donald Trump's got to be removed from office. We need the 25th Amendment him or he's got to be impeached or the Republicans need to go and tell him to resign. It's over. That's what I keep hearing. Like just because Joe Biden and Kamala Harris were were certified as the president and vice president of the United States come January 12th, just because all that happened, you know, people don't. People don't go to bed and wake up magically not angry anymore, despite what my wife and all the people she watches on TV say. 
You know, Dr. Phil's like, don't go to bed angry. It doesn't work like that. People have been angry for a long time, since November 3rd, and even even for a lot longer. Uh, but I'll tell you what, man, there are th – what's happening now in Congress is really telling and I also think really important because we've talked for the past few days about who's going to object to this race. We've talked about who's going to stand up for the people that, that, you know, that they represent, who's going to do that and who's going to turn their backs on them. And we had a list. You know, we're like, all right, well, here's 12, 13 senators who are going to object to these electors. We think that they're pretty solid with their their base group of voters. Here's 140 Congress people. You know, we think that they're pretty solid with their base of voters. But now we realize it's a lot fewer. A lot of them are just along for the show. And uh, and Lindsey Graham is is causing a lot of anger today because of what he said yesterday when Senate resumed when Senate resumed its session. This was what midnight or whatever. Or like I guess ten o'clock. They started to bring everybody back from hiding. They put him back. They they gaveled back in. And here was Lindsey Graham's opening remarks. Joe Biden, I've traveled the world with Joe. I hoped he lost. I prayed he would lose. He won. He's the legitimate president of the United States. I cannot convince people, certain groups, by my words, but I will tell you by my actions. That maybe I, among any, above all others in this body, need to say this. Joe Biden and Kamala Harris are lawfully elected and will become the president and the vice president of the United States on January the 20th. Yeah, and then he got uh, some smatterings of applause. So that's Lindsey Graham throwing in the towel. And then later on, he, he said, I'm done. I've had it. This is a man who spent $500,000 of his own money supposedly, trying to help the president in his legal quest. And now that he realizes, uh, now that he realizes, look, there's issues, it's not going to happen. He's trying to get back in bed with the other side. It's really kind of, it, it, th this purge is beginning. And I think people are mistaken, they're mistakenly thinking that Republicans are just going to say, well, hey, these crazy right-wing uh, you know, thugs who broke into the Capitol, they've ruined it for all of us. No, they haven't. When when Antifa started burning, uh, you know, police stations or taking over parts of Seattle for several days, they didn't. No, Democrats didn't say, well, that's it. We're our party's over. They said these are violent extremists. They're everywhere. They're on every side of the aisle. I don't even think half of these people were violent extremists. I think a couple people broke the windows and a bunch of other people were like, hey, this is going to be a cool photo op. Let me jump in here right right quick, sit at Pelosi's desk, leave her a nasty note, take a selfie, and then I'm just going to go beyond my way. I'm going to go back home uh, where I belong. I think that's basically what's happening. But that if you watch the news, if you see the reporting, that's not at all. Uh, I mean, they're, they're taking advantage of this situation and they will continue to. And that will be to the detriment of America. But what Lindsey Graham is doing is not what most people are doing. People are still angry and they want their representatives not to tell them how to think, but to go to Washington and represent to others how they think, which is really what they should be doing anyway. 855-765-1045. Quick break. We'll be right back. It's the Mark K Show. 855-765-1045. But we have a bunch of phone calls we want to get to. But first, I want to get to uh, I want to get to Matt Gates here, who I'm going to be look, a lot of people think that a lot of people think that conservatives are going to look at this and look at the way the media is reporting it and look at the backlash and look at President Trump and say, whoa, whoa, I don't want any part of that. I'm going to go be a Democrat or I'm going to go be an I'm going to go be a Mitt Romney. That's not going to happen. 
you know, fire is being fueled on both sides of this issue here. The Democrats are getting angrier and angrier and angrier. And instead of sitting down and listening, they're just going. In fact, I don't even I don't even know if I want to mention this, but I guess I probably it's probably my job. So so I probably it's probably my job to talk about, you know, what's going on in the country and stuff. So I will. But uh, Cori Bush, who's a congresswoman, she said she tweeted out and she sent out a copy of this. Um, she wrote, I believe the Republican members of Congress who have incited this domestic terror attack through their attempts to overturn the election must face consequences. They have broken their sacred oath of office. I will be introducing a resolution calling for their expulsion. Cory Bush says that these Congress people who have the legal and constitutional right to bring an objection and debate it in the House of Representatives or the Senate on this day, January 6th, when they do that kind of thing, she thinks that they now need to be expelled from the House of Representatives. And she has a resolution, House resolution, directing the Committee on House Administration and Committee on House Ethics to issue a report on whether these members of, ho- of the House who have sought to overturn the 2020 presidential election have violated their oath of office and should face sanction, including removal from the House of Representatives. This is why the problem exists, and this is why the problem will continue to exist, in my humble opinion. The Republicans have for months said there's an issue with Pennsylvania, there's an issue with with Wisconsin, and nobody has listened. People have ignored them, laughed at them, called them conspiracy theorists. People have told them that that President Trump is lying to them. They've had lawyers. They have thousands of affidavits. They have people that have been coming forward peacefully for months saying this is wrong. Give me my day in court. This is wrong. Bring in the Supreme Court. The state of Texas, along with 18 other states, including Florida, including uh, including Georgia, including uh, Alabama, including tons of states that Donald Trump won the support of, the 75 million voters. They went to the Supreme Court and said, we have an issue with these four states. You need to look at it. And the Supreme Court, in their ultimate cowardice, said no, ignored, ignored the problem. And now Cori Bush says not only should we continue to ignore the problem that led to these horrible events, and they're horrible. Breaking into the Capitol building is horrible. The other Josh came in to me and said, We're gonna, this is bad, right? And I was like, yes, it's bad. You can't break into a building. You can't smash things. That's not the way you get things done. We don't burn police stations. We don't take over. I mean, we've, we said for months, you cannot take over six city blocks of Seattle and call it your own country. Get the people in there and get them out. The Capitol building... I think most of us shocked at all that people were able to get in there. Really, I think that's one of the issues that that first of all I was most shocked by. How is it that the cap? How is it that the Capitol Police let these people into the Capitol building? How does that that, that just seems like on all the days when you know there's going to be a hundred thousand angry Trump supporters and you know that there's rumors of Antifa coming in to stir up violence when you know that the president said, hey, we should get down to the Capitol and protest when you know that you're going to have the vice president, the speaker of the House, every single member of Congress inside the building. Don't you think you triple up the security? How does that even happen? It's a really good question. And that's one that really demands an answer. But when you look at all that. The real problem is that when an issue is brought by a Republican constituent, when the issue is brought by an angry Trump supporter, when they go to the court or when they bring a lawsuit or when they go to the media and say, we need to look at what happened in Pennsylvania. We need to look at what happened in Wisconsin and and, and Michigan and Georgia and Arizona, even in Nevada. We need to look at these because this is wrong. It's illegal. They get ignored and people don't like to be ignored. 
does, does no one remember Fatal Attraction? I won't be ignored, Dan. And the next thing you know, there's a dead bunny boiling in the pot of pasta. If you don't know what I'm talking about, rent, rent it on Netflix or whatever. But every, you should remember Fatal Attraction. I'm just saying you can't ignore people that have issues, especially if you're their elected representatives. And the big problem you're having now is that a lot of elected representatives like Lindsey Graham, for example, like even Kelly Leffler, who changed her tune. A lot of these elected representatives, they go to Congress and they don't fight for the people that said, will you please go and fight for us? Marco Rubio didn't. Marco Rubio wasn't up there objecting for on behalf of the people of Florida who voted overwhelmingly for Donald Trump. Marco Rubio wasn't out there fighting. He didn't object to the when the final vote came down. There was one Florida senator who objected and his name was not Marco Rubio. And that's something that needs to be addressed, that when you send somebody to Congress and they don't fight for you, you have no choice but what to go to to go to Washington and fight for yourself. Not by breaking windows, not by going onto Pelosi's desk. And I'll read you, by the way, I know this guy, we know who this guy is who took the picture on Pelosi's desk. I'll read, I'll read you his quote. It's a little disturbing, but also kind of also made me giggle a little bit. But that's not the way you do it. But it, but when you leave people no choice, that's what they're going to do. You know, and, and the problem is the problem is that if Marco Rubio or Kelly Leffler or Lindsey Graham or Mitch McConnell or any of these people were around, Back in the 1700s, when they dressed up, when the uh, the Sons of Liberty dressed up as Native Americans and threw the tea in the water, they would have been in Congress the next day going, this is not how we do things. This is not what we do. We don't throw tea in the harbor. Is this going to get better? Is this going to get worse? The Boston Tea Party was the beginning, not the end. 855-765-1045. Tangela in Texas. Hi, Tangela. How are you? Is this going to get better? Or is this Tangela. Get oh, she's listening to the show, which we appreciate. Tangela, in just a minute, turn your radio down. We'll come back to you here, uh, and we'll uh, we'll talk to you. This is Noah in Georgia. Hi, Noah. How are you? I'm good, Mark. How are you? Oh, doing great, man. What do you want to say, Noah? Hey, so I just wanted to get your thoughts on, uh, like, let's say, Kelly Leffler, who's my senator, on uh, saying she would object uh, when long. Donald Trump is right behind right. Yeah. When Donald Trump is right behind him, right behind her at a rally... And then uh, as soon as she loses, uh, she then, then just flips her script. What, what do you make of that? Oh, I'm so glad you said script. I thought you were, <laughs> were going to say something else. No, yeah, look, that's a perfect example. It's a perfect. How many people have played politics with Donald Trump for four years? Mitch McConnell, Lindsey Graham, we now see Kelly Leffler. On Monday was all excited when Donald Trump brought 150,000 people to, uh, to Dalton, Georgia, to say go out and vote for this woman. He was, she was all excited to, uh, to denounce these electors from these states when she thought it was going to get her reelected. But then when she lost, and then when she's faced, in fact, I, we were talking uh, during the commercial break. A lot of people on the stream already heard this. But here's the thing, because the other Josh was asking me, he's like, look, what is it about these people that decided they're not going to vote now? Is that not is that not justified? And my take on the whole thing is no, because think about what this objection was to. The objection wasn't to people breaking into the Capitol building. I think we can all object to that. I think we all have. Nobody's sitting at home going, wow, that's cool. I wish I were there. I mean, I wish I was there to take photos, but I was it wasn't you know wished I was there to to break into the to the uh, would have been a great Instagram story is all I'm saying. But what but what's happening now is you know you you don't 
Uh, you don't go in. What happened with the objections yesterday? They weren't objecting to anything that happened yesterday in Washington, D.C. They were objecting to what happened in Pennsylvania and Georgia and Wisconsin and Michigan on November 3rd. And what Donald Trump said in his speech yesterday is not new. It's not the first time he gave that speech. He gave that speech nine times. He gave it on Monday in Georgia. And that doesn't change what happened on November 3rd. Did some idiots break into the Capitol? Sure. Were they Trump supporters? Some of them. Were they Antifa? No doubt. Was it all a plot by the Capitol Police? Who knows? The fact of the matter is that doesn't change what happened in Pennsylvania on November 3rd. And any person who goes in to that chamber at two o'clock in the afternoon and says, I'm going to object to this unconstitutional vote in Pennsylvania that happened on November 3rd. I'm going to object to the Pennsylvania legislature ignoring their duty and allowing these judges and these election officials and these executives to change the rules, which is against the law and against the Constitution. Anyone going in at two o'clock in the afternoon, die hard, dead set on objecting, getting evacuated because of what happened at the Capitol, coming back at midnight and saying, you know what, I no longer object. I'm OK with what happened November 3rd. Shouldn't be representing anybody because they don't really represent anything. This this crime on November 3rd and the crime yesterday are two totally different things the only the only reason that you had seven senators in the end object to the ballots instead of the original 14 is because we realized that uh we realized that seven of them they weren't really objecting for the right reasons anyway 855-765-1045 great question we've got more of your questions coming up here in just a minute we got to talk about the joe scarborough thing too because this guy should be taken off the air i don't know why he's not um and also kamala I have some I have some audio from Kamala Harris, which I want to play. I think it's pretty fitting. Quick break. The Mark K Show continues. 855-765-1045. Next. This is the Mark K Show. My name is Mark K. I was going to get to the audio, but you know what? Forget the audio. Let's go to the phones. Uh, let's go to the, which is also audio. I mean, it's all, it's a radio show. Everything's audio. But I meant, I had, you know what? Never, you don't care. 855-765-1045. Kelly's in New York. Kelly, hi. Thanks so much for calling the Mark K Show. How are you? I'm good, thanks. Hang on one second. I we did what? I didn't know I'd get to you so fast. Oh, yeah. Well, we can put you back on hold for like 45 minutes if you want. Mm, no, thanks. No, most people complain. Uh, They're like, most people get on the phone and go, man, I've been waiting forever. You're like, oh, I wasn't waiting nearly long enough. One second, Mark. <laughs> what's going on? What's, uh, what's on your mind, Kelly? Uh, I want to take your speakerphone. I was in D.C. yesterday, and uh, I can tell you the energy was insane. Oh, I bet. It was positive and it was happy and it was people there from my experience proud to support our president and our country yeah and the media is portraying it with that one incident and you know nobody wants to say no and there's no oh, sorry it's upsetting to see that because it's an experience where you're saying i was there and the media is spinning it yeah um there was i live in new york and I go to Penn Station, and there's more military presence and police presence in Penn Station on any given day than there was yesterday. Yeah, and that's I saw a big... maybe 15 officers go down the street right after uh, they moved Pence out. Right. Uh, and that was it. You know, there's a random cop here and there. There are people like, hey, where's the porta potty? Or, hey, how do I get to the train station? Yeah. But as far as around the Capitol, nothing. And I think. There's no. I think I mean I wish I could send you some photos. I'm sorry to, I wish I could send you some photos. This scaling the walls, climbing the walls of the Capitol. No, I know I and saw the that, yeah. Are they had to tell them to get down. 
I watched it. I videotaped it. There and is there's no police to say get down. There is Kelly that and you bring up and that's a point that I, that a lot of people I think now that it's now that it's all said and done, a lot of people are asking that question. Um, and I think, you know, there's a couple different reasons for it. Morning Joe Scarborough had his take on it this morning, which, again, this guy, how he's still on television, I don't know, because he just, he, he well, here, you can listen. If these insurrectionists were black, they would have been shot in the face. And my God, if these insurrectionists were Muslim, they would have been sniped from the top of buildings. So I want to know from the Capitol Hill police, what, what, what is it? Is it just white people or is it Donald Trump supporters? Why do you scream at people for walking across the street three blocks away from the Capitol? Why are you known as badasses around the Capitol? But then Trump supporters come in and you open the f***ing doors for them. You open the doors for them. And let them breach the people's house. Okay, so that, that, by the way, we bleeped it, but he did not when he was live on the air. And you can hear his wife, Mika Brzezinski. Oh, my God. And again, this is this is a real problem because, you know, they talk about Donald Trump stoking the crowd, fanning the flames. Donald Trump is out there every single day riling up the crowd. Really? I'll be honest with you. Nothing Donald Trump has said to me in a rally or a speech or in a tweet has made me think, you know what I need to do? I need to dress up in in a in a coonskin cap and put on like a fur coat and grab an American flag with a coiled up rattlesnake on it and paint my face red, white and blue and smash the windows of the Capitol building and go sit on Nancy Pelosi's desk and take selfies with the Capitol Police Department and chant USA, USA while I while I chase elected officials out of their chambers while they are doing their constitutional duty to certify election results. Not, and I've been to a lot of Trump rallies, and I've watched a lot of them on TV. And I think most people that voted for Donald Trump are the same way. But what I hear from Joe Scarborough on a daily basis, what I hear from Don Lemon and Chris Cuomo and Anderson Cooper on a daily basis, the names that I'm called for, for just supporting the president or thinking a certain way or disagreeing with somebody. Because I go on Twitter and retweet Matt Gates when he makes an actual sound argument, the, the vitriol and the vile I get from people on Twitter, those are the kinds of things that I think could push somebody over the edge. When you have four years of constant name-calling and shoving and bullying and, and just people ridiculing you for no other reason than you disagree with them and agree with the President of the United States, that's really probably, let's be honest, isn't that what riled everybody up? Isn't that being locked down for months, having to sit through a bogus uh, impeachment inquiry, losing your job, this coronavirus, uh, having an election basically taken from you, all of these. It's kind of like a boiling point issue, isn't it? The president could have gotten up there and said nothing. You probably would have had the same effect. You can't pin the blame on one individual at all. And if you do, well, you're just as idiotic as Joe Scar Scarborough. Uh, and that's saying a lot. 855-765-1045. Quick break. More Mark K Show next. Good morning. This is Tony in Wisconsin calling for the Mark K Show. I do not condone any of the violence in D.C. yesterday, but patriots need to remember that the United States is where communism and socialism come to die. 
That guy's got a great radio voice. Tell me about it. <laughs> we need to have him to call. Get him on the phone. We need him to come. You're listening to the phone. That was great. Uh, by the way, just saw on Twitter, speaking of which, uh, this is a great tweet that I think we all need to pay attention to. And it kind of sums up what we were just talking to about how you can't just blame one person. You can't blame Donald Trump's uh, speech yesterday. You can't just blame um, the election on, on November 3rd. And, uh, and this tweet sums it up really well. The vandalism at the Capitol started on February 4th, 2020. When at Speaker Pelosi tore up the State of the Union address during a joint session, that's when Americans were shown that the halls of Congress are no longer sacred. That tweet, first of all, that's brilliant, and that perfectly sums up what's going on. I tweeted that about an hour ago, and it's true now, uh, as true now as it was when I first tweeted it earlier today. 855-765-1045 is our number. This is Eileen in Jacksonville. Hi, Eileen. How are you? Thanks for calling the Mark K Show. Hey, Mark, I liked your analogy of uh, the dog trying to get attention. Yeah. It's like we feel we are, and um, I don't know the answer to it, but I am so disgusted with the turncoats in that Congress. And we'll remember that when it's time for election, although it kind of disheartened me to even think I'd ever vote again. No, because yeah. Because if they let this scam go, Look. this fraud go, why even bother i worked the polls this time and we did an excellent job and we were fair and honest and we all left together yeah can't say that happened anywhere else it's very it's disgusting eileen you're right about listen you're right about that and we'll the the thing about vote don't not vote because again that's that's the only weapon we have right now as it is what you need though is you need and again i use florida as an example because florida in 20 years has gone from has gone from the zero to the hero when it comes to the electoral process uh, and pretty much every other process when you look at it. The leadership that you put in place in your local um, you know, county and your local city and your local government in your state will decide what happens nationally. The reason that the votes were tainted in places like Pennsylvania, Wisconsin and Michigan is because you've got corrupt Democrats running all of those places. The reason why you have an honest vote here in Florida that's easily counted quick that Florida vote voted and counted all the votes in the same day. Texas, same thing. Tons of states where in Ohio, where I mean Ohio's I mean that's a that's a flip flop, but what do you call it? It's a swing state every single year. And they managed to count all the votes in the same night. It's only the states that are run by Democrats who have questionable alliances where the votes weren't counted. It all they say, you know, you have to start locally. Vote look, pay more attention to who you're putting in uh, the office of mayor. Pay more attention to who your governor is. People in Georgia, make sure that they're going to fight for you. That's where it all starts. Pay more attention to your state legislators because your state legislators decide your election laws as we're now all learning. It's not like, look, the Democrats have used voting as a weapon to attack and dismantle Republican candidates from the presidency and all. I mean, all over the country. You just have to take that weapon back. You know, it's like it's like if somebody turns a gun on you, you karate, you hot, you karate chop them and you get the gun. And now all of a sudden you're in control. Voting is a right. It's a responsibility. And it's a weapon in which you can you can create the it's a tool from which uh, you can create the life that you want. But you have to be active. You have to be informed. Hey, thanks for calling. We appreciate it. Tangela in Texas. Hi, Tangela. How are you? Hi, Mark. I'm fine. Thank you. Oh, thanks so much for calling, Tangela. What uh, What do you want to say today? What's your What's on your mind? So, what's in store for America now that the Democrats had control of everything? Are we doomed? 
I mean, you know, I wouldn't say we're doomed per se. Look, the, a, a lot of people think it's over. You know, they think, you know, and the uh, and the big problem is they're not they're not looking at why it happened in the first place. And, and we, they never do. It's it's, you know, uh, what's his name? Uh, Tucker Carlson yesterday said the problem with America and why this stuff keeps happening is human nature never changes, which is true. So the Democrats today, instead of saying, hey, these Republicans were really angry. They, they stormed the Capitol. Look at them. There are like hundreds of thousands of them listening to Trump. It's Trump's fault. Trump riled them up. Trump is the occult leader. Trump just basically, well, you know what he did? Donald Trump is a hypnotist, and he hypnotized millions and millions of people into supporting him. And now these little minions, these little robots that he created, are just attacking the Capitol and doing what they're trying to destroy our democratic process. That's what they think. But what they need to do is stop and say, hey, you know what? Why did this happen? Let's listen to these people and see what their beef is and see if we can try to fix it. And let's go back, Tangela, to the statues. Do you remember, not that long, it was six, seven months ago, when people were upset about the statues? And what did they do? They started ripping down statues. They would find a statue they didn't like. They thought it was racist. They thought it was offensive. They thought it, it, it um, immortalized a part of our history that should be forgotten. So they just walked and they broke every law in the book and they tore the statue down. And what happened after that? Man, there were focus groups out the yin-yang. There were special sessions. There were town hall meetings. There were community tax. It happened here in Jacksonville. Our own mayor, instead of arresting people, was like, hey, you know what? Let's have a task force and let's figure out what statues you don't like and why and let's replace them. The Democrats don't do that with the Republicans. They don't say, hey, look, you're angry. We get it. Before you bust into any more buildings, let's create a task force on elections. Let's sit down, talk about it. Let's see what the problem is, and let's try to fix it. They don't want it fixed. They don't want to hear the problems. They just want it squashed. And that's why, uh, I mean, that's why you have Congress people right now saying, hey, these, co these 140 40 congressmen and women who are going to object to these electors, instead of starting a conversation with them, instead of figuring out what the objection is all about, let's just uh, attack them and throw them out. In fact, they should all be thrown out of Congress because they violated the ethics clause. There's a guy named, where is this guy? Connor Lamb. He's from Pennsylvania, man. This tool, he gets, he basically almost started a fist fight yesterday in Congress because when it was his turn to talk, he pointed to the Republicans and called them all liars. And they raised a point of order, which Nancy Pelosi, of course, thwarted. And they all got up. They got up out of the benches. They got about off their benches. They started attacking each other almost in the chamber. There'll be order in the house. There'll be order in the house. There'll be order in the house. That's Nancy Pelosi attempting to keep order. The gentleman will clear this chamber. The gentleman will clear the chamber. Gentlemen, will proceed. Okay, so then everybody sits back down. They all calm back down. But he called them liars. They didn't like it. Nancy Pelosi ignored them. So they got up and almost tussled there in the halls of Congress. It's the lack of attention given to the problems in this nation. It's saying our problems are important. When we have a problem, we're going to go create civil unrest. We're going to go riot and we're going to go loot and we're going to burn things down and we're going to attack police stations and we're going to make our own autonomous zones. We're going to do that and we expect you to pay attention. And you know what people do? People do. Republicans will, and most of them are just scared, will sit down and do whatever they can to solve the problem or at least pretend to. Democrats won't even do that. 
they'll ignore you. They'll kick you out of court. They'll call you crazy. They'll kick you off of Twitter. They they removed the president from Twitter for 12 days. They they just announced, Mark Zuckerberg just said, they will remove the president from Facebook and Instagram through the remainder of his presidency. What? How does that solve the problem? You don't think that people are going to get angry by that? Now there's talk of the 25th Amendment. Let's get the cabinet together. Let's get Mike Pence together. Let's remove Donald Trump from office two weeks before, well, he's going to leave office. Let's impeach him. Let's go up there and ask him to resign. Do you know? I mean, think about this. Think about this. Donald Trump gave a speech and you had people go to the Capitol building, break in the windows and wander around the halls of Congress taking selfies with Capitol police officers. One woman was shot and killed. She wasn't armed. She wasn't breaking. She was standing there shot and killed by the police. What do you think is going to happen if you now remove this person from office? Do you think that's going to make it any better? Or do you think that's going to be like putting a magnifying glass on an ant? The ant, by the way, being the United States of America. 855-765-1045. Every single thing that they do in opposition makes the problem worse. Maybe they want it that way. Who knows? 855-765-1045. More of your uh, calls coming up. More of your questions coming up. It's the Marque Show. Stay tuned. Seven six five one zero four five. That's our number. If you want to get through, we're going to get to your phone calls here in just a minute. First, though, this is Kamala Harris, Senator Kamala Harris. The greatest movements that have that we have seen in recent history in our country, but probably since the beginning, have been born out of protest. Have been born out of understanding the power of the people to take to the streets and force their government to to become to to, to address what is wrong, the inequities, the inequalities, the unfairness, but also the conscience of a government is its people to force the government to, to, to be true to the ideals that we say we hold dear. And almost every one of those marches has been about one fundamental ideal in our country, which is equal justice under law. Equal justice under law, unless, of course, you have a lawsuit in front of any court in any swing state saying we object to the unlawful way this election was held. 855-765-1045. This is also Kamala Harris talking about protests. Um and what should happen with them? They're not going to stop. And that's they're not. This is a movement. I'm telling you, they're not going to stop. And and everyone beware because they're not going to stop. It is going to they're not going to stop before Election Day in November and they're not going to stop after Election Day. And that should be everyone should take note of that on both levels, that this isn't they're not going to let up and they should not. And we should not. And that, of course, was her talking about the BLM um rallies and the same could be true a set of the maga movement and um you know that's something people need to understand that these things work both ways and that americans can protest and uh and show their their anger and their displeasure on both sides of the aisle 855-765-1045 is our number this is steven in texas hi steven how are you thanks for calling the mark k show hey mark um I just want to start off by saying that I think that what's going on in the in the Senate in the House right now is just palpable. <laughs> really, the the way that these people are showing just how big a big a cowards they are, pretty much. Um, people that we thought were on our side, you know, and I say our side, I mean just the side of freedom, not really the side of Trump. Uh, they were they were saying, oh, we're going to object, we're going to do this, we're going to do that, but we we see that we saw the true colors last night. We did. Um, but I just want to ask you a quick question, Mark. I want to see what you think about. 
Mike Pence not taking any of what uh, any of what we thought in consideration of, of him taking any of those electoral votes out or sitting in the back or anything like that. Um, do you think he made the right move by just going ahead and proceeding as normal? I mean, look, here's the thing about uh, here's the thing about Mike Pence. I've never, you know, until this whole thing, I've, I'll be honest with you, I've never really even thought about Mike Pence. A good friend of mine works for Waffle House. And um, when the pandemic started, Waffle House was a, they, they were a big proponent in getting people out there, getting people to work, getting people food, keeping the Waffle Houses open. And so Mike Pence invited him out to dinner. So I've heard a lot of great stories about the guy. Uh, nothing Mike Pence has ever done has ever rubbed me the wrong way. I've watched him in the debates. I've watched him debate Kamala. I've watched him. Now, I know there's a lot of theories going along. I know there's a lot of there's a lot of um, you know information about Mike Pence. I don't know if any of it's true. But it, it should. Here's the thing about Mike Pence. It shouldn't have. It shouldn't have come down to him. I look at Mike Pence like the kicker in the playoff game, where if you're you're down by two points and you get to the 50 yard line and you trot out the little kicker, right? And now all of a sudden the playoff hopes of your team rest on the smallest little dude there who has been sitting around doing nothing pretty much the entire game, pretty much the entire season. This guy's had no real – he's not a linebacker. He's not the quarterback. He's not the star receiver. He's not even the coach. He's the kicker. And now all of a sudden when it's – you know, when there's two seconds left in the game and you're down by two points and you got 50 yards to kick a field goal or else your season's over, you bring out the kicker and you put all the pressure on this guy to kick. It never should get down to the kicker. Your offense should be able to put up enough points to win the game. Your defense should be able to stop the other team until it gets down to the kicker. Mike Pence is the kicker, you know, don't don't put it on his shoulders. Let, where's the Supreme Court? Where's the anger at them for turning away every single uh, every single court case that came up? Where are the where's the anger at the state legislatures for allowing these for allowing these votes to happen in the first place? There were so many different safety valves that failed to get to yesterday. There were so many different ways that the establishment turned their back on half of this country. 75 million Americans were turned away and said, just like Kamala Harris said, there is no equal protection under the law for you people because you voted for the wrong party. You don't get equal protection under the law because you have an R on your on your voter registration card. That's why People are now yelling at Mike Pence. He's the kicker. Don't yell at the kicker. Yell at the rest of the team who failed you every single down for 60 minutes. And if you're a Jaguar fan, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Eight five five seven. I'm just kidding. It never. It's never just a two point game with the Jaguars. <laughs> they're always. They're always done by halftime. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five. Quick break. More of your calls on the way. Stay tuned. 855-765-1045. There's another Matt Gates thing here I needed to play because Matt Gates is uh, – I'm telling you, Matt Gates is solidifying his future in the um, – in the in the Republican Party, and there are look, there are leaders and there are followers, and Matt Gates clearly is a leader. Some pretty compelling evidence from a facial recognition company showing that some of the people who breached the Capitol today were not Trump supporters; they were masquerading as Trump supporters, and in fact were members of the violent terrorist group Antifa. Now we should seek to build America up, not tear her down and destroy her. And I am sure glad that at least for one day, I didn't hear my Democrat colleagues calling to defund the police. Yeah, that got, oh, you can hear it here. Yeah, I got a round of applause. Listen, here's the thing. This doesn't change 
anything at all. The, all it does is it makes angry Democrats angrier and angry Republicans angrier. And all it does is give people like Matt Gates, who are already in a position of power, more of a platform. They're trying to stifle Donald Trump. I don't know if he knows, but the Twitter banned him until he deletes these tweets that he one of the tweets was a video telling everyone to go home and be peaceful they deleted that and said or they uh they took it off twitter and said your account's locked until you delete that tweet and a couple of others facebook just announced get this you want to you want to talk about you want to talk about freedom and free speech and upholding the constitution uh facebook just released a statement from mark zuckerberg saying they are banning donald trump the president of the United States, until he is out of office. They're not allowing him to use Facebook or Instagram as a platform to communicate with the American people. Now, the same people who are talking about the seven senators who voted not to certify the results of the election or the people who broke into the Capitol trying to subvert the Constitution, you got Joe Biden up there saying this is sedition. These same people are applauding Mark Zuckerberg taking away the president of the United States First Amendment rights to free speech. It's a private company. Sure. But at the same time, it's one of the largest medias. It's just it's more of the same. They do everything wrong. When people are angry that you're censoring them before the election, when people are angry that you're taking a news story about Hunter Biden published in the New York Post and censoring it, overtly censoring it, admitting to proudly censoring it, and then coming back after the election and apologizing, when they see this censorship and they get pushed to a breaking point, the answer isn't more censorship. If you punch me in the face and I start bleeding, punching me in the face repeatedly is not going to stop the bleeding. Also, don't punch me in the face. I'm just using it as as an example that I'm sure a lot of people out there, a lot of people out there are like, wait, is Mark, did Mark Hay just say punch him in the face? How do I get that radio station? Uh, 855-765-1045. This is all pre-recorded. I'm not at the radio station, by the way, so don't. Uh, 855-765-1045 is our number. This is Charles in Oklahoma. Hi, Charles. How are you? Hey, Mark. Thanks for taking my call. Absolutely, man. What's going on? Man, I'd just like to add into your little comments there uh, about punching you in the face. (laughs) That's how us Americans feel like as voters. Uh, Our voices aren't being heard. Yeah. That little accident and everything that happened at the Capitol yesterday... That was a little far for uh, them to storm the Capitol like that. But it's time for our government to fear the people and not the people fear the government. That is what's wrong with this country. We need God. I think, and you bring up a good point. I mean, you you do bring up a good point. And and Charles, what Charles is saying, and it's a great way to put it, the people shouldn't fear the government. The government should fear the people. That's the way it's supposed to be anyway. Uh, But the, the problem is that a lot of these people get elected and they go to Congress and they go to the Senate and they forget that they're there to fight for the for us. We can't be look, I'll be honest, I'm not going to run for Congress. But if I could go to Washington DC and if they would let me in the building to argue some points that I that some things that are on my mind, I'd be happy to do it. But we can't let all 328 million Americans go to Congress and argue their points. It's not that's not what we have. We have a Republican form of government. We elect people to go there and fight for us. 
And if we send people there that don't fight for us because they're too timid or they're too worried about losing Twitter followers or what the new what CNN's going to say about them. Lindsey Graham, CNN's going to call me a racist and a turncoat. And, you know, my my friends in Capitol Hill, they're going to they're going to shun me and call me a seditionist. So I'm just going to you know what I'm going to do. I'm going to say I'm going to turn my back on the president who's basically, you know, saved my butt in the last election. That's what we have. The people of South Carolina put Lindsey Graham back for a reason. He beat that other guy who raised $60 million for a reason. And it's not because he's Lindsey Graham. I'm so sorry, but Lindsey, it's not. It's because you went out there and said what Donald Trump believes I believe, what Donald Trump is fighting for, I'm fighting for. And the first chance you get, you stop fighting, you lay down your, your weapons, and you go hang, hang out with the enemy. This is the problem with politics, and this is why you see what's happening at the Capitol building. And he's right. It's not right to storm the Capitol. You shouldn't break into the halls of Congress. You shouldn't push oh, past the police who are just there to protect you and the, and the government. Did Antifa break some windows? Sure. Did some Trump su supporters jump in through those windows and start wandering around the Capitol? Absolutely. But you have to look back at the reason. And nobody is looking back at the reason. They're trying to put a Band-Aid on it. And what's going to happen in the next election Look, I heard, you know, it was uh, the other Josh said Brian Kilmeade was saying Donald Trump splintered the Republican Party. And for at least the next four years, Republicans won't be able to do anything. If you think people's uh, memories are, I mean, come on. We, people don't even remember what happened six months ago. People have already forgotten what happened last year. You know, I mean, it, people do not have that kind of capacity for memory anymore. They push past it. And two years from now. Joe Biden will be president. Kamala Harris will be vice president. They'll be doing dumb stuff that's going to be ticking everybody off. And we're all going to be sitting here talking about how Joe Biden is 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 subverting your rights. And I'll be here to remind you. Don't let don't rest assured. I will be here to remind you that two years ago when you had grievances with the election, when you had legitimate concerns that there were people violating our Constitution and subverting your voice as a voter that the people you elected to office to go fight for you didn't fight for you. And when you go and vote in the primary in two years, I'll be up there every day saying, hey, whatever Republican is running against Marco Rubio, it's probably the person I would vote for. I'm not telling you who to vote for, but I'll tell you who I'm voting for, or more importantly, who I'm not. John Rutherford, you know, that guy's a little wishy-washy. Maybe there'll be another younger Matt Gates-type person who will get up here. Maybe there'll be a Lauren Boebert from Duval who will stand up and say what the Democrats are doing is wrong. They're the ones that are pushing people to the brink. They ignore half the country. And we have to take back the halls of Congress. We have to take back the Senate. We have to do it in a way that doesn't involve breaking windows. Bad way to do it. You don't storm the Capitol. You don't break the windows. You don't smash things. You don't get shot by the police. You don't, you don't, you know, hang from the, the, the gallery in the Senate. You don't steal the podium and walk out with it. You don't take selfies with the cops. You don't do any of that. The way to break into Congress is by standing up and saying, these people, they don't represent you, or at least they're not representing you well enough. I will represent you. Go vote for me. And then you get people like me to, you know, help promote you. And then you get into Congress that way. But I know in my heart of hearts, in two years, a lot of this will be forgotten. And the people that are angry today 
about this election will be even angrier when they start getting their rights summarily taken away from them by Joe Biden and Kamala Harris and John Ossoff and Reverend Warnock. And they're going to remember what happened in Pennsylvania, November 3rd, 2020. They're going to remember what happened in Michigan and Wisconsin and Nevada and Georgia and Arizona on November 3rd, 2020. And they are not going to let it happen again. But most importantly, they're going to remember the people who promised the people who took an oath to go to Washington, D.C. and to fight for them. But instead of fighting for them, rolled over, put down their weapons and surrendered. And if they don't remember, I will remind them. 855-765-1045. Quick break. More of the Marque Show on the way. Stay tuned. This is the Marque Show. My name is Marque. 855-765-1045 is our number. 855-765-1045. Chuck Schumer spoke, by the way, yesterday when they reconvened after the storming of the Capitol. Here's what he said. Mr. President, it is very, very difficult to put into words what has transpired today. I have never lived through or even imagined an experience like the one we have just witnessed in this Capitol. President Franklin Roosevelt set aside December 7, 1941, as a day that will live in infamy. Unfortunately, we can now add January 6, 2021, to that very short list of dates in American history that will live forever in infamy. Yeah, also, we should add November 3rd, 2020, uh, because that's also a pretty infamous day in our history. 855-765-1045. Let's also add the uh, first date that Chuck Schumer was sworn into Congress. Uh, I think that was also in um, in 1940-something. Oh, you know what else we should add? The day that he stood on the steps of the Supreme Court and threatened the lives of two Supreme Court justices, uh, Neil Gorsuch and Brett Kavanaugh. Uh, it's another day that we can put on there. A sitting, a sitting senator, a leader in the Senate, threatening the lives of Supreme Court justices. Um he was censured for that. 855-765-1045. We have time for maybe one or two more phone calls. Uh, let's go to Nick in Stanton, Virginia. Nick, hey, thanks, sir. Uh, thanks for calling the Mark K Show. What's up, man? How are you? I'm, I'm doing fine, Mark. Uh, first of all, I want to thank you for having a great show. Oh, thanks. I appreciate and, it. Uh, and uh, it's like you said, I, I have not seen nothing. Here they are. Move, Democrats are getting ready to take over in the in the House and everything, and uh, it's they're talking about oh let's all work together let's work together. How many days? Let's take it down to an hour. How many hours did they work with President Trump? They didn't ever. I mean, they were, the only time they worked with President Trump was when they wanted something from President Trump. Um, and there are times when you'll see. I mean, you can go back and you can see Nancy Pelosi saying we got this deal done. Thanks for the president. You know, you can see all of the, the governors. Don't you? It was it was only six months ago when Gavin Newsom and and Governor uh, Cuomo, Andrew Cuomo, all of them were thanking the president and saying he worked diligently to get us the supplies we needed. Uh, he worked diligently to make sure that our hospitals were secure. He, he ordered all these companies, you know, said, hey, can you please make ventilators? He took charge of the situation. Um, but that's all been forgotten now because of what happened yesterday. And the media is going to make sure. The media and the Democrats will work together to make sure that. And my wife said it to me. She goes, you know, this is going to be his legacy. And she's right. She's right in that it will be his legacy. And that's what's going to be remembered on news and on Facebook and on Twitter as they continue as they ban him. 
uh, for the remainder of his presidency. He's right that that or she's right, rather, that the media will make you remember this day or yesterday about Donald Trump and Trump supporters. But they will they will conveniently forget all the others. Um, they'll show you the images of Trump supporters. And, and let's let's be honest. Let's call it for what it is. There were Trump supporters there. Sure. There were Antifa terrorists there. Sure. There was a mixture of people there. We know what I mean. The guy sitting, the guy sitting at Nancy Pelosi's desk. He was this guy. I know you. I don't know if you've seen this picture yet. This is a guy. He's sitting in Nancy Pelosi's desk. He's got an American flag. He's got his leg up on the desk. And the uh, the Capitol police police came and got him out. And his name is his name is Richard Bigo Barnett. And he's 60 years old. And he's from Gravette, Arkansas. And he said basically what happened was. Uh, people were breaking in. He followed them in. He didn't break anything. The doors were already open or whatever. He followed them in, wandered around, found himself in Nancy Pelosi's office, realized his leg was bleeding. So he sits down in her chair, puts his leg up on the table, gets some blood on an envelope, takes the envelope, puts it in his pocket because he doesn't want to leave a bloody envelope on Nancy Pelosi's desk. And he said, I left a quarter behind because I ain't no thief. I'm a patriot. And then uh, then he went outside and he started talking to friends um, about what happened. He said, quote, uh, I wrote her a nasty note, put my feet up on her desk and scratched my ball. <laughs> and, he, and he scratched it. Anyway, so look, yes, there were Trump supporters there, too. Uh, but the fact of the matter is you have to always look at the events that happen and say, these are horrible. Why did this happen? And people aren't doing that. People are saying these are horrible events. How do we use them for our political benefit? And that is the problem. It's a recurring problem. It's a problem we've had since Donald Trump took the oath of office uh, January 20th, 2017. 855-765-1045. Don't call. We're done with time for today. We will be back tomorrow. Stay tuned. Traffic, weather, news. Rush Limbaugh. It's all next. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.